Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. My name is Wallace. Please, please, come sit. Let's talk. Wallace, you said you like to learn about about people and places, so do I. Tend to master's needs. I greet people who come to be greeted. A ladder appears and you're able to step up and it's got a, it's like a bright red spine on it. I bring the book down. The light goes out. Not just the light in the room of the fire, but like your vision goes black. You were supposed to wait in the library. You'd have now entered the master's house, his home, oh. his place... Mm, this isn't going to be good. This isn't going to be good. I'm going to have to try and clean this up. You just you just wait right where you are. I will come find you later. You see an image of yourself in this first mirror. But something about it is very different as you kind of address Mannix. They reach their hand up and touch the mirror. Mannix I'm sorry, I I know what it means to lose a loved one. And I can't imagine how you feel seeing them again, but we I don't think we can stop here. Memories flood back of Mannix talking about Leona and going on these adventures and going to visit Leona's father. You forget why you asked that question. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Amy Moore. Oh, you caught me, like, in the middle of a yawn. I was trying to drag it out a little <laughs> bit there, see if I could get by it. You didn't. I'm Amy Moore. I play Thea Amastasia, a high elf druid. And Carla Maxted. That is me, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I play Yenbul Nuri, a Kalishtar cleric. And Tom Laird, also here. And I play Flint Firebeard, and he is a champion dwarf fighter. Hey, everybody, did you know that today's season two, episode 50? What? What? That feels like a halfway there, Mark, but since we don't have an end episode goal like we do (laughs) in Facing Fate, it's like... It's just nothing. It's just um, a number. it, It is. It's just a number that one one day we'll look back at and be like, remember when we'd only done 50 episodes of this season? (laughs) Crazy. We we were so young and naive back then. We were so young then. 14 Uh, years from now, season season two is still happening. (laughs) Exactly. Russ hasn't booked us into 2021 yet, so you know. All right, I got to do that by the end of the week. Anyways. Oh, God. uh, Where we have even more content that you can go listen to is Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We have an entire other show over there exclusive to patrons called... The Adventures of, which was a tentative name that just kind of stuck for the last four yeah, seasons. Just, yeah, yeah, uh, which is fine. Um, I blame the DM. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, when, when you ask the DM, "Hey, give me a title to your thing," and he's like, "Ah, whatever, I'll get it to you next week," and then you got to post it. Now, in my defense, Russ, 
I named the damn thing the side scrollers. So Yeah, but then we did other things that kind of fell under side scroller umbrella. I gave you a name. It's not my fault you threw <laughs> That's it away. True. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It is my fault. Oh, Patre- no. It's Russ's fault again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom really turned that around yeah. on you. Yeah, you did. You you were like, oh, just mention it. I've been waiting. Yeah. Just, he's been he's holding falling on to, into my trap. <laughs> this one's been in the can for a while. Um, but when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron, Angela. Hopner. Thanks, Angela. Hi, Angela. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thank you, Angela. You guys know what I heard? What's that? Angela Hopner's pretty fucking rad. Whoa. You know what? I heard the same thing. Weird. I know. Rumors are vicious around here. I hadn't heard that right? yet, but I, I'm really you know. glad I have now because I feel like I'm yeah, finally in the loop. you know. Yeah. You know, I, I saw it scrawled on a bathroom wall. Wow. Angela fucking rocks. That's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. <laughs> you can... Have your name scrawled on <laughs> Well, no, I won't do that. No. <laughs> it wasn't like for a good time. Yeah. Oh, I know. I got, I... <laughs> no, fuck it. Let's play D&D. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not done talking about this. <laughs> Angela, that's not what I meant. I just meant you fucking rock. You're looking down at Mannix as they turn to face you and say, what do you mean you're sorry for the loss of my daughter? Um, I don't, I don't know why it's, it's I okay. said that. It, I'm sorry. It's okay. We, we have to keep going. The longer we spend here, the more Shangalar will play with our minds. And Mannix turns and begins walking down the hall in the direction you were heading. I also follow. I mean, I'm still kind of looking in the mirrors as we as we pass, because how could you yeah, not? Yeah, I'm, I'm but... definitely having a glance as well. Yeah, you see those same images play over and over of Thea in this more monk attire. Um, Thea in back in the university, older than she was when she was there, but like she never had left. Flint working hand in hand with his his family, his father, his sister down in the mines at Mithril Hall, and Yenbull leading this charge of the Calimport army across the land against an unknown entity across the way. You follow Mannix and you leave the Hall of Mirrors, and it it's this as you were walking through, it's this carved out, hollowed out, as if you're walking through a tree. And as you leave the mirrors, the tree begins to fade and morph into more of a rock facade. And you see moisture begin to build up, and the further you go, moss and algae begin to sprawl across the ground and up the walls. Mannix is walking straight ahead and you see up ahead that light but it's getting nearer now and it's glowing brighter into the opening at the end of this hallway and it looks like it opens into a room should we slow down we should slow I, I agree we must approach the light but let's not yes yes of course Guys, 
It's the weirdest fucking pyramid I've ever been in. Yes, it's been... I thought it would all be stone, but instead... Tree? Mirrors and tree and the most beautiful bathroom I've ever seen. I know. It was... That's really going to stick with me. Me too. Haunting. It's a haunting beauty. Hauntingly beautiful. I, I shall never see another one. It's like... Ever again. Are you feeling that kind of like feeling of loss and grief? Like there I won't suspect be I will never bathroom? see it again. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to see what is at the end of this rock hallway. Oh my then. god, maybe it's another bathroom. <gasps> oh, Yenbo. Okay. <gasps> you know. uh, no, but it's probably not. So It's probably not. It's probably a monster. We should be ready. We should be ready. Does it feel like fluorescent lighting? Like, are we going to look terrible in there? I mean, it looks like a dim... Uh, like almost like a a dancing light that shimmers with like this rainbow irradiance. Oh, everyone's gonna look oh. in there. Never mind. I thought maybe yeah. it'd be worry gone. Yeah, I thought maybe it might be like the waiting room from Beetlejuice. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, we didn't know what we were walking into, but Shangalar is prepared for many individuals and clearly Wallace has taken some design liberties. Oh, the man's a fucking genius though. I mean this is the trick of, of Shangalar. It has not been frightening yet. It has not been it it makes me more scared than if we had seen many fearsome creatures. That's true. I can kill a monster. Can't kill a creepy room filled with mirrors. You okay? Am I okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? I don't know. You just touched one, so immediately I'm suspicious. I'm feeling in, in energized as ever and ready to find our way to this lich. Okay. Can I, like, ready in action if we open the door and something comes at us? Can I, like... Well, there's no doors. Oh, gonna end, oh it's it an ends archway. And open. Yeah. Okay. Well, if something attacks us through the archway, can I, like, ready a, f- like a fireball in my hand? Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to do that. Okay. Yeah, we can say that you have that kind of prepped and ready to go. Is yeah. I can just but... hold fire. No big deal. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We live in a magical world. I'm Thea fucking Amastasia. Yeah, you are. Decimators of dragons, baby. Baby. <laughs> Anybody else want to say that they ready any particular item? Well, I think I have my Mace of Terror out, but I think we just kind of have as we have been. I don't I don't remember right. if I said it before, but as we're walking through the scary Lich's Flying Pyramid. Sure. Probably. Yeah, I'd right. assume. You were like the case. sweetest and you have like... <laughs> <laughs> You're a freaking terror stick. Yep. <laughs> I assume I have my moist tongue longsword out, but not moistened yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to pre-moisten, no, you don't want to pre-moisten it. Oh. It's just a bit much. Yeah, it makes the floor all right. slippery. We're all slipping yeah. and sliding Walls on it. Also, have to also. put slippery floor signs everywhere. <laughs> right, and it goes yeah. against his aesthetic. So, uh. um, okay, you've all readied your. Or, or, you know, you're ready to go as if something were to jump out at you. Um, and you walk slowly towards this room and it kind of takes a bend and, and goes into this like open, uh, more cavernous looking chamber. 
and dim light dances in the air, and it shimmering through the colors of the rainbow and gently lighting the walls of this cavern. You see a few piles of bones and scraps of gear litter the floor throughout here. But do I see your true colors shining shining through? through? Do I see your true colors? And that's why I love you. (laughs) Please don't say us. Don't be afraid. To let them show. Uh, Russ, do no I see anything wisdom. in the pile of gear and bones and anything that looks of interest? And also to clarify, are these piles of human bones or like rib bones from the dining hall? Oh, good, good clarifying. Yeah, um, they do. This is just the bone room. Yeah. Uh, they they do look like um, perhaps human or humanoid bones. Um, uh, everybody. Uh, I'm assuming we've moved past the front entryway. Uh, yeah, carefully peeking around the corners, yeah. being all sorts of careful. I'm not losing all my hit points in the first fucking interaction. Exactly. Stupid flying pyramid. It's not happening. I mean, with the smile on Russ's face, you might be. So we will. <laughs> I might. I know. Big shit eating grin over here. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody make a wisdom saving throw as you enter. <laughs> you, you just finished singing True oh Colors to us. I know. He's really yeah. lulling us. Uh, sorry, what was that? And. Wisdom. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Saving throw. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> 25, bitch. Wow. I have a plus 10 wisdom saving throw. Uh, I have a plus 9, and I only got a 14. So thank God I got that plus 9. I'm probably still going to die. I'm just going to fire up my character sheet, which I realize I did not have (laughs) open. You fire up your character sheet. You know what? We've been doing this for a long time, folks. And Tom over here... Big guy thought he could do it without his character. Really, really bringing right. the goods today. Yeah. You know what? It's what the kind challenge. of plus do you have on your saving throws? You don't know those off by heart. You've been playing this character for yeah. eighty-five years. I mean, I should know it. Second skin uh, now. This he is you. All right, so we're just doing a oof. We're doing a wisdom save. Yeah, you got all it. Right, minus one on a fifteen is a fourteen. Oh, okay, wait. Shit, so son. Thea's got a 10. Yembel's got no. a 9. Yep. Mannix has a 10. And <laughs> you got a minus 1. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Your headband doesn't help with wisdom, only intelligence. That's, that's intellect, yeah. Damn. That's good. That's shit. just Well, you know good. what? Good. You have to have some fries right. somewhere. I was going to say, he's very, very strong and good at fighting. He can't be good at it's everything. True. No, that's it awesome. This character can't do anything, only magic. Now we're in a fucking flying lich fortress. <laughs> Uh, so sorry, Tom. What what did I you get? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, which like is still pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. I was delighted it's, with my fourteen. But only because I rolled is a five. Fine. You should be proud of your fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I got a fourteen I too. I was like, "Don't you bash that 14. That's right. I'm like, "Motherfuckers, twenty five. Ah, in your face. <laughs> Feel bad for all the fourteens out there. <laughs> That's right. Wow, Amy's whew, color does not look good on Amy. Jeez. Um, they, all of you save. Uh, so you walk into this room and yeah, the colors are shining through the rainbow colors. The colors are glimmering. Are the colors shining through the rainbow colors? I don't know. I've lost the description here. This fucking Do lights everywhere. Do we feel everywhere. any kind of like rainbow connection mm. to the room? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's exactly what you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you go and examine. Does it shine bright like a diamond? Shine bright like a diamond. 
We've written all the songs today. We're, you we're, know what? I feel like we've been missing out on certain room. parts yeah. of this from mm-hmm. our podcast lately. You yeah. know, we've been getting really, and sometimes you just need to add, a, inject a little bit of silly back into it. Um, you in, go into this room and round this corner, and the lights seem like they're coming from no particular location. They're coming from it's everywhere. Like a disco all ball at once. somewhere. Yeah, but you can't trace it back to anything. You go look closer at the gear and at the the remains that are in this room, and they do appear um, human or humanoid, um, as previously described. And the gear is old and rusted. You look through, and there's um, there's broken up shields. There's uh, blades that seem to have been bent, a snapped bow. Um, one of the figures is wearing um, like full plate armor and has like this amulet around their um, around their neck. Nobody touch the amulet. Yes, I think it seems like a bad idea to take from the dead in this place. Oh, well, that and I like you know those things. Nine out of ten usually cursed. So oh, but yeah, oh. yours is much more moral. What? What makes you say it would be cursed, Thea? The dude's dead, isn't he? Well, obviously it wasn't lucky. looks like a stab wound that killed them. Mm-hmm. How can you tell that? He is but bones. There is a blade sticking okay, out of his bones. chest. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Is, well, I mean, you're, you guys are good at magic. Is there a way to tell if it's cursed or anything like that before we touch it? I can tell if it's magical, but I can't tell if it's cursed. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it. But Mannix, if you want to pick it up, um, I'll kill you if you go crazy. If you want me to, perfect, love it. Uh, let's see. If- <laughs> just offering that that you know it's it's a friendship thing, right? Um, I mean, Flint, you know. Well, if you can detect if it is magical. I can dispel the source of magic. Can you? Yes. Oh. Well, hold on. And then it will just be pretty? And then it will just be pretty. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like this this design that's like, it loops around the corners on the outside and like feeds into itself. Like oh, in that a, does seem pretty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yenbull doesn't seem comfortable with sort of robbing the dead. Is that... It's just this is a warrior, I assume, who came here to fight the lich that we are trying to fight. And if there was weapons, I would feel like we could take those. But just to take... A piece of jewelry for no reason? Yes. Could be a family heirloom. Could have been important to them. And you would find the family and track them down? Oh, God. To return? I wish. Man, our list is so long and the steps we got to do, that'd be so far down. I'd be afraid that it would get lost. But if you want to track the family down, like, I don't know if you need a little side adventure after all this is over. See how optimistic I am that this is going to go our way? I feel like, one, I love your optimism. Two, I'm a little worried about my whole city being destroyed. Mm. I might be... Well, what if this is something that could help us? I just, I just bend down and I go, "Hey, amulet, you magic?" And I cast detect magic. It glows. It glows with a, because you get the source of magic, right? I do believe it's a an abjuration, a school of abjuration. 
Um, you can get a sense that it is perhaps a, a warding spell of some sort that has been cast on the amulet. At the same time as you ask, hey, you magic, um, you get a strong glow coming from further into this room. This room kind of wraps around a corner and the the lights that are all the colors of, you know, rotating through the colors of the rainbow. As you ask, as you cast Detect Magic, the source of whatever this light is becomes apparent to you. It's further and around this bend, um, and it's like emanating brightly from the center or leading further into this room. So only I can see this. Yep. Um, I say kind of absently, yeah, that, that thing's like magic. And I say, but the light over here... And I start to wander toward the the bright light. Uh, good, good, good magic. Uh, like take it, magic or uh, uh, warding, warding spell. I mean, that's that's good. That's good magic. Usually, unless it's warding against you. Um, this light is coming from over here. Mannix reaches down <laughs> and grabs it, and no ill effect, and picks it up, puts it in their satchel. Um, I think I'm kind of following. Thea. As the group follows Thea further into this room, um, it opens up into a wider chamber that immediately you see, Thea, you see the source of whatever is casting this this light throughout the room, but around it are several other creatures. Uh, you see six zombies kind of shambling around the center where you see the center of this light. Everybody else just sees the colors throughout the room. Um, but you see six zombies, you see two uh, zombified warriors. They have like full plate armor, head uh, gear, they carry swords with them, and there are two um, like flashing, floating lights also sw- like just mindlessly shambling, for lack of a better term, around the center of this, this wider chamber that you walk into. And it, as you enter and see them, it doesn't look like they acknowledge you. Is there six normal zombies and then in plus two warrior zombies? Yeah, plus two unknown kind of floating right. illuminescent things. So uh, a total of ten, ten bogeys. Things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I whisper to my friends, um, there's something in the middle of the room creating like what does it look like to me just a big bright light there's just a a big bright light in the middle of the room and I think it's you know how moths are drawn to a flame I have I think that might be what's happening here considering we're standing here and nothing's attacked us yet the the school because you're going to get the school on that one at least I'm not going to get schooled. That's right. Uh, um, but we don't see the creatures, or we you, see the creatures, you, you but all, not the light. Yeah, you all see the creatures, but not like the... Okay. Um, but not the light, light source magic stuff. Yeah, um, and it, the school of magic is enchantment for you detect magic. Eh. Well, 
<laughs> oh, maybe I'll tell Yen, but well, no, it's just like usually I'm surrounded by people who don't do magic, so it's like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, Manix does too. Like, I could be like, yo, Flint, it's enchantment, and he'll be like, cool. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, it looks like it's an enchantment. Maybe somebody else has been here before us, and we are you know, reaping the benefits of their trap that is still set. Perhaps I can't imagine Shangalar would have zombies and undead here and then not have them ready to attack us. Yeah, they definitely look preoccupied. Is there enough room to, like, skate around these circling moth-like zombies? Um, yeah, yeah, you could walk by them. Yes, I would like to do that. Um, I would recommend nobody touch them. When you charm somebody, it's just best you don't touch them. Um, as Flint, you- don't touch them. Okay. As you're, as everybody's walking by, let's do either an acrobatics or a stealth. Because while there is room to walk by, like they are kind of shambling around. Right, you need to yeah, maneuver. Dodge and weave. Eighteen. Oh, God, you guys, my rolls. 15. 24. Oh, okay. Uh, Manix rolled a nat one, so. Oh, Manix! Sorry. You bitch! (laughs) Um, You (laughs) softly begin to move closer to them and intermingle with them, and beyond where they are walking, you see through the light comes clear that there is another opening to another chamber. As the three of you move past, you hear a clang of armor. And you look back over your shoulder, and Mannix has bumped into one of the armored zombies, who takes a stumble closer to the light and then back. And as Mannix tries to just kind of softly step away, it turns and looks towards you and begins to shamble with its sword raised towards Mannix. Roll for initiative. Is it just this one that has been disturbed? Just the one. Guys, we try to try to kill that one, but but don't touch anything else. Nat twenty, I wasted it. Plus two, twenty-two. Uh eleven. Hear my sadness. Seventeen. All right, Thea, you are up first. Okay. Maybe we can get Mannix to like lure it over to where we are so it separates from the group <laughs> that'd be great sure. um, <laughs> can I be like Maddox t- like closer to the wall like get it closer to the wall so you are saving your action until Maddox moves them because Man- Maddox is next in the order but um, I would like oh god I'm gonna, you know what I'm just gonna do it um, I whisper, I bring out my oath bow, and I whisper swift death to those who have wronged me, uh, and I aim it at the head of this fucking zombie, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to hit it um, as it's shambling so that it's not going to fall. Like, I'm going to make sure there's no zombie directly behind it you know <laughs> like I'm not I'm trying to avoid a domino effect mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's what I'm gonna do so I'm gonna I'm gonna 
roll. <laughs> As she says confidently. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. Um, that's a 17. 17 um, glances off the chainmail that this creature is wearing and goes into the back of one of the other zombies. And it turns and begins to shamble towards you as well. Um, I have another turn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How can Amy make it worse? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I just just finished reading the paragraph. I have advantage on that roll. Okay. Sorry, because I knew my oath bow did something. Can we back it up just a moment? Is it if you name it as your enemy, though? Yeah. And how often can you do that? Uh... If it dies, I can name another enemy. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so it's like a hunter's mark, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, when I make the attack against my sworn enemy, I have advantage on the roll, and my target gains no benefit from cover. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and if it takes a hit, it's an extra 3d6 piercing damage. Okay, that's better. That's a 19 plus 7, so 26. That will hit. So okay, we s- rewind. <laughs> the glancing blow doesn't actually happen, and then the arrow strikes true into this creature. Roll damage. Okay, it gets 1d8 plus 2, and then 3d6. 17 damage of the piercing variety. Does it die? No. Oh, but at least it didn't hit the other one, so, you know. That's... Does it fall or does it just... No, it just yeah, kind of goes into its chest, breaks through the chain mail. You hear the crunch of bones beneath it um, and it continues forward. Love that it's sound. Manix's... Oh, no, sorry. I get another turn. All right, because that was the <laughs> advantage. Oh, oh, my God. Amy taking up all the turns? What is oh, happening? Is this what it's like when I play? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a nine plus seven, which doesn't hit, but I get advantage. Oh my gosh, 19 plus 7 again. Y'all, my rolls are great. Uh, So, that hits. And it is 20 piercing damage. Tell me how you kill this. Uh, This one goes straight through the eye. The skull crunches inside of its helmet. And you hear it like, like break apart and fracture as it falls to the ground. And I yell, Mannix, catch it! Mannix reaches out. And catches it. Why am I catching it? Drag it it away, because if one trips on it, that could stop their thing. Yeah. Sure. It begins to drag it away. Not sure why I caught it and just dragged it. But okay, yeah. Yeah. Catch. So it didn't fall into something. Damn it, Mannix, just do it. Doing it. (laughs) He drags it off to the side. Okay, let's... That was close. And you leave the room? I don't know. Does Mannix make it across without bumping into anything else? Yeah, he was like on the other side. Okay. Then yes. <laughs> then yes. Okay. You walk through the rest of this room. You hear the zombies just rock back and forth as you enter this new chamber. It's a dark, kind of 30 foot hallway that narrows to a 10 foot, um, like 30 foot wide hallway that narrows to a 10 foot wide exit into this room that you can see water lapping up in the center of um, as you are about to enter. Sorry, the water's in the center of the hallway? The water's in the center of the room that you are about to enter. Oh, okay. So through the hallway into the next room, you can see that there is a lake or a pond or some or a pool of some sort 
um, that is in the center of this darker room that you are entering. And from the light that you were seeing in the last one, it takes a minute for your eyes to kind of focus and adjust as you enter into this darker chamber. Is there like edges around? Is there an exit on the other side? Like what can we see? We just walk in and there's like water in the middle. Have you walked into, you've walked completely into the room or are you still in the hallway? I think we're just like peeking peeking in. Um, Yeah, you peek (laughs) in uh, and it's more cavernous looking, like dark uh, rock black walls. Um, You see the, 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 the water in the center, um, and it is just in the center. There is a perimeter around, um, and there are like jut outs in e- along the uh, the side of the walls. And within, you see a shimmer of water, kind of floating in place in each of these different jut outs that you can see. Um, from your vantage point, you don't see an egress. You do see a wider opening often to the right, but you don't know if it leads anywhere from where you're standing um so on like the so like there's tidal pools on the fjords into the water is that what's happening like the in in each of the the jet outs yeah um so um not really i might not have described that well so around the cavern statues uh, not not really more spheres um so these alcoves hold these enormous globes. Oh, I see. Um, so yeah, they're I suspended see. in in the air of each of these uh, each of these alcoves that you see around. Um, from your vantage point, you can see uh, three of those spheres. And the spheres seem like they're made of water. Mm-hmm. I see. So can you guys swim pretty good? Or <laughs> seems like. There's definitely a monster in there, right? Oh, yeah. Why else yes. Why else have a pool? What's up with the water circles? You can never trust a lich to just have a pool because it is relaxing or a nice feature to have in your fl- in your flying pyramid. Just seems like only to keep a monster. Right? So we don't want to disturb this monster then. I don't want to disturb the monster. Should we try to sneak around to the right where the... It seems like perhaps there is an exit? Sure. I mean, we've already been detected, but I mean, the least... If we can just avoid some some combat... Water stuff is tricky. Yes. It's wet. Oh, and then you're wet for the rest of the you're adventure. Wet. For well, the rest of the day, you are just soaking wet. It's exhausting. I I know Shangalar knows we are here. Yes, but we don't know that the, all the creatures know we are here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Still a good idea to sneak, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good call. All right, everybody, as you enter, roll a stealth check. I'm so stealthy. <laughs> I'm not, though, because I only rolled a 12. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, use one of my luck points. I'm going to roll again. For disadvantage, I rolled quite well. 
You have disadvantage? Yeah, I wear heavy oh, plate so mail. Burly. So. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. 17 for me, Russ. Nice. 20 for me. Oh, God. Only 13 for me. Maddox got a 12. Um, okay, you enter um, and you see the pool a little more clearly. It has sheer sides that like drop off uh, the water within 10 feet when you get there is lightly obscured. Um, it's kind of hazy as you walk up to it. You can't really see down into it. You pass by uh, which direction were you going around the pool? Sorry, there to was the a right, big, yeah, bigger opening off into the right. Um, mm-hmm. As you enter further into the room, you turn and you see before you get to this clearing, there's one of these large globes um, that um, that is suspended in this alcove. You see them more clearly now. The water's swirling around inside of it. There's nothing in it that you can see. Um, it's just suspended there. Um, and as you get about 30 or 40 feet into this, um, you hear a ripple in the water. Oh, shit. I don't think we were sneaky enough, you guys. Can we sneak faster? Um, sure. Yeah, you can certainly try. Okay. Um, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> guys, my rolls oh, are on it. 22. Oh, damn, Amy. Who am uh, I? Got a six? It's been a while since I've rolled. Six. Sorry, sixteen, six? Carla. <laughs> <laughs> it was twelve for me. I wasn't much better. Might have to retire this d twenty. It's doing me real dirty. <laughs> As you begin to move faster through this room, all of the surfaces beneath you and the walls begin to glisten. They become slimy and wet. Um, Yenbol, you slip and fall and begin sliding towards the open pool in the middle. Mannix does as well. Thea, you see uh, Yenbol and Mannix, uh, or you hear rather, because you were quite stealthy and, and agile. Um, you feel like the, the ground begin to get slick beneath you and you hear them slip and fall and begin to move, like their bodies are moving with momentum towards the pool. Oh, God. Oh, um, hold on. And I wild shape into, I don't fucking know, a crocodile. So I dive, and mid-dive down, I wild shape into a crocodile. All of my possessions um, doing that whole absorbs into my body thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I... belly slide which I assume will be much faster than how they're sliding and I go to kind of stop like not stop them there's no stopping from getting into the water but I try to create a barrier between them and the water so that nothing can get them so you're like a surfboard Sure. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So you're tr- you're trying to stop them. Essentially, so, from yeah. Uh, make a dexterity <clears throat> check. Well, I was a nat one, so maybe I crush you to death. Not sure. So sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So you I mean, slide. The best in. intentions. Yada yada yada. Uh, the the scales really tipped the other way. My rolls were balling. I'm just. I don't know what happened. Carla changed her dice, and now it's affecting you. Shit, Carla, oh, no. bring back your crappy dice. I'm sorry. 
With a nat one, I think you run into rather than stop one of them. Odds, it's Mannix. Evens, it's Yenbull. Odds, it's Mannix. So you rush into Mannix, pushing them further and into the pool with a loud splash. I'm sorry. I think you you probably have enough momentum to follow them down in. I do. Um, but we'll say that's <laughs> the end of your turn, and it's Mannix's turn. And Mannix sees these white tentacles, almost, move through the water towards them. And uh, one of them grabs hold of Mannix. Uh, Thea, you're able to see this as a crocodile. It, like, wraps around their waist and two of them bludgeon Mannix. Jesus! And Mannix is going to take some damage. Nobody sees really how bad it is. Um, and they have to make a constitution saving throw, which they do not do well at. Hopefully they have a big plus. We're here in the middle. Nice to see you. It's always nice to see you. It's nice to just be like right in your ears. Ooh, yeah. I feel so close to you right now. This is such a. We're just right in your ears. Are we all just going to whisper? Yeah. Should I crinkle a bag? Are we an ASMR podcast now? Just going to fold some laundry while we talk, you guys. I'm going to stir a coffee. Okay, now it's going to be so loud when we come back and just talk in our normal voices. <laughs> yeah. So let's just slowly ramp it back up. Slowly bring up the voice. All right, yeah, you can turn the up. Turn the. There you go. Now we're back <laughs> to the normal voice. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Good to have you here. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, we had a we had a super fun time last month playing uh, our game time with one of our patrons, uh, Gabe. Thank you for coming out with us. But we want to play with you, too. And we'd like you to come join us over on Patreon for our game time this month, which is July 15th. It'd be super fun if you could be there. It's real fun. Last time, I got to have psychic weapons. Not like like physical weapons that I could manifest psychically, not like... I could, I'm making a face like it looks like I'm psychically right. damaging super, you. Like you can damage me with your mind. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just had a bitch and trident. So. Yeah, you did. I didn't get to participate, but I will in the next one. Well, you can actually go listen to that one. It's available to the public over on our Patreon page. Um, it just go. It's uh, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And just to be clear, by the public, Russ means like you don't need to be a patron. To listen, you can just go and listen and be like, oh, those crazy dumb idiots. <laughs> These dummies. <laughs> is probably what you'll say. I mean, it's the most accurate reaction. Indeed. Yeah. Except for Gabe, who's lovely. <laughs> oh, and I Gabe's don't call so him good a at crazy playing dumb D&D. Idiot. He's so much better than us. That's it's really true. why we do these is so that we learn how to play D&D we from people. Yeah, who from people knows. who know how to like solve to problems play. in yeah. a logical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like use Help items us. in the room and take direction, you know, disc- from the description that's given. All the things okay. that we don't do. Right? We don't do any of that. It was a very big learning experience, and we'd like you to be a part of that for us. Please. Please. <laughs> Make us better, please. <laughs> Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We have that lovely game time that we have uh, every month. Uh, so if uh, this month doesn't work for you, come join us in one of the future months. Love to have you there, but we also have tons of great bonus content for all of our patrons, including episodes and one shots and hangouts. Game that Tom Dungeons uh, downtimes too, where we talk about the episodes we just recorded. This episode that you're listening to right now, we keep recording after that, and that episode goes up to Patreon. 
we do a little debrief, yell at Russ, yeah. realize we didn't understand anything that was happening in the middle. It's pretty fun. You can in real time listen to us realize all the dumb things we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now can't go back and change because time exactly. travel yeah. isn't a thing for us. That's yet. not how editing works. No. Nope. It's totally fine. And we don't get to edit it. Patreon.com slash dumb dragoncast. We'd love to see you over there. And now I think that's all we've got for you today. So we'll get you back to the episode with these lovely folks who are stuck in a pyramid. You have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. And post mirror touching Mannix has like a plus eight to con. That's right. If his daughter's alive, he's so, so much strong. He's so much better. Um, or is your become... constitution higher if your daughter dies because you've had to live with that and grow like oh, stronger. grow stronger as a yeah. person? Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. Good can, question. Can I have my second turn now? Does hardship make us stronger? <laughs> Let's have a philosophical conversation. Why well, here? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stand oh, right. a little yeah. taller. Um, doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. Mm. So this you're right. Kelly Clarkson out. has taught me anything. And she has so many things. So sorry, could I have my second action? We got all we got all hard up on me hitting Mannix. <laughs> I didn't is, get to take my is action. Wild shape, not an action. It was. I have two actions, yeah, but y'all. Then you moved to to try to stop them from falling. Oh, you, and that was your well, second I figured action. that was part of the dive. Okay, I concede. I yield the floor. Yeah. I do. Uh, you know what? I've only had one action for like the past four years, so I'm really not yeah, gonna get your fill. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like. Be all hard up on it now. Flint, you're up next. Uh, so you see uh, Mannix and Thea as Crocodile go under the water, and then it begins to, like, the waves begin to undulate across the surface oh. of this across the surface of this pool. All right. Do I see any more of these weird tentacle things? Uh, you don't see the tentacle things at all because they were seen under the water. Oh, so Mannix and Thea okay. were the only ones that saw that. Yeah. All right. It's just um, getting stormy for no reason. <laughs> I made a big splash. That is fair. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to uh, turn my Rod of Lordly Might into a ladder and attempt to, like, throw it on over to Yenbull. Okay. By throw it, you mean hold on to it on one end and lower yeah, it down like, so she can, like... <laughs> shift it on over. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just going to fucking... Here you go. Rolls down the You're hill into own. the water. <laughs> I gave you a ladder. <laughs> um, okay, is that, is that all you're doing for your turn? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kay. that seems like the so, most pressing thing. Yeah, okay, you and uh, Yenbull, it's Yenbull's turn now, so I guess you can coordinate what you're doing from above. Um, I'm going to cast Water Walk on myself and my friends. Okay. So they can walk on the water now as if it was harmless, solid ground. And um, Do you have to be able to see or touch the person, or is it just... Um, or is it like a six people within... Ten willing creatures I can see. Are they fully submerged? They're fully submerged, and we uh, had established that it was obscured. That doesn't... I don't think that matters. I think I'm still going to cast it on Flint and I so that we can now go (laughs) in the water. Yes. Sounds good. Well, I mean, Amy turned into a crocodile. She's doing all right. I'm okay. That's true. Um, And I guess for my movement, I am going to move um, towards that ladder. I don't know how near it is to me or or what the deal is with it. It can be up to 50 feet long. 
So it depends how okay. far down you've slid, I guess. You said it was like a 14-foot drop? Uh, oh, yeah, because you slid towards... Uh, so you hadn't fallen into the water yet, but yeah, about 10 feet down. But yeah, you're like moving... Have moved towards the edge. So I... Yeah, he's moving it towards you. So you could reach it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Then I'm going to scramble up that ladder. Yep. Sounds good. Um, at the end of your turn... Um, Thea, a tail comes out of the darkness in the water towards you. That's a 15 to hit your crocodile. Yep. Um, And you're going to take 15 bludgeoning damage. A lot of 15s going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's back to Thea. So you see this tail coming through the, the murky water below. You see these tentacles wrapped around Mannix as they're um, like panicking, um, you see like this dark silhouette of this creature. Huh. I just want to chomp chomp on the tentacle that's holding Manix okay. so that we can get the fuck out of here. Because now I'm down to four hit points. <laughs> because crocodile ain't too, ain't too buff, apparently. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use a bite action. God, Amy's back, you guys. That was a six. Guess um, who's back? Do I, <laughs> back back again. again. Okay. Um, do I still have my second action because I'm still Thea and technically the amulet is still on me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, there's a nat 20. All right. <laughs> oh, damn. Much better. Okay, so um, it is 1d10 plus two. So that's essentially 2d10. Plus two. And then the target is grappled. Or does it grapple you? I rolled a fucking one. And a nine. So that's 10, 11, 12 piercing damage. And the target is grappled. You need to do a a DC of 12. On its turn. On its turn. Uh, Sounds good. And until this grapple ends, the target is restrained. I mean, the the, ten, the tentacle is restrained. The tentacle okay. is restrained. Uh, we'll say that the tentacle comes loose uh, from Mannix, um, and Mannix begins to swim f- ferociously towards the surface. Good um, stuff. Um, he's going to try and make another tail swipe at you. Neat. Uh, that's going to be a 16. Yep, that'll do it. 15 Yep, damage. that'll do it, too. So you turn back into Thea. I sure do. Boof! I'm Thea, and I'm and you not happy. And tentacle in your tentacle in between your teeth. <laughs> I bite down harder. <laughs> Ouchie. Taco yummy. Taco yaki. Taco yummy. Taco yummy. <laughs> um, okay, then. Um, okay, Mannix manages to swim up and break the surface. You hear a gasp. Um, from the water and the surface, you see them kind of trying to swim towards uh, the edge. I'm thinking, go, you bastard, go. It's the creature's turn. Okay. Um, <laughs> Flint, make a wisdom saving throw. I would love to, Russ. That is 15. Okay. You feel like a, tw- like a twinge in your, in your psyche. Like, someone's trying to, like, knock at the door, but they just can't quite get in. Like, you're familiar with this kind of feeling, having Borton there, I think. 
Sure. Like, you know, there's too many people in there. Also with the dream assault that he forewent. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Thay, yeah. Um, yeah, they are unsuccessful, but you feel someone trying to break in there. Um, and it is... Fucking psychic squid. <laughs> uh, it's Flint's turn. Uh, perfect. Did Yenbull manage to scurry up the ladder? Uh, yes. Yenbull would have made it to the ladder and, and scrambled back up. All right. Uh, so maybe I'll leave the ladder out and I'll swing it on over to, uh, to Mannix. See if they can climb on up. Okay. We'll say that they are um, able to make it on their next turn. Um, Thea, underneath, as you kind of come back to your your own form, um, you see this creature clearly as it swims past you. And I'd like you to kind of... Well, I'll show you what you see, okay. and then um, if you get up before they see it, then you can describe it. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Get out of the water. <laughs> get out of the water! What is that? Such a big mouth. <laughs> it's not okay. Nobody else sees it yet. What do you do? Uh, I I let out a silent scream. Oh, sorry, it's not your it's not your <laughs> turn. But this is what you see. Um, so Flint, you've moved your ladder. Yenbull, it's your turn. Uh, well, I still haven't seen the creature, so I don't even know what's going on, and I can't see my friends down there. I guess I can see Mannix. You can see Mannix there thrashing to try and get to the ladder. Flint, Flint, hold the top of the ladder. And I'm going to go back down the ladder to try and help grab Mannix. Okay. Um, make a dex, an acrobatics check, maybe. Go down a ladder? Well, it's oh, slippery. Just, I mean, it's. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> climb down the ladder. Maybe a maybe a dexterity check to try and grab them. Then maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think he was that close. I see what or, you're saying. Yeah. I mean, they're within you know reachable distance if they were to reach for you. Stretch. Yeah. We're all just we're all just stretching and reaching. Right. Uh, it's not no no. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing a great job though. Cause it's only a twelve. Uh, Johnson and Joanne McLeod, if you want to come on to this podcast, that'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. With the Zumba episode. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of brush fingertips and they kind of dip back under um, and then pop back up, taking a, a big breath. And it's uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, I don't think so. I don't want to shoot any magic into that pool where my friends sure. are. <laughs> All right. Back to Thea. Had a thing I can't see. <laughs> um, Thea, you see a tail swinging through the water towards you. That's only a 10 to hit, though. So I don't, kind of, don't I have a turn before they have a turn? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that doesn't... <laughs> yeah, it kind of, well, it doesn't hit me anyway. So so it, la, la, la. <laughs> it blows by you and kind of sucks you up into this swirl of water, and you get kind of tossed and turned. Now it's your turn. Cool. Well, um, it looks like I'm like in the middle of the, <laughs> of the water, essentially, um, does it? Can I see anything below my feet? Like, is it just? No, it, it just it, keeps it's going. Blackness and it's it a just cavern. keeps going. Okay, cool. I'm going to alter self uh, as one of my actions. I am going to adapt my body to an aquatic environment, sprouting gills and growing webbing between my fingers. I can breathe underwater and gain a swimming speed equal to my walking speed. Sweet. So I'm going to do that. Sounds like a good strategy. <laughs> you know, 
so I don't drown. <laughs> because I feel like he'd be like, you're going to take some stress. Also, you haven't breathed in two rounds. So, yeah. I mean, the crocodile. Yeah. yeah, the crocodile had like extra breath holding capacity. I don't think Thea does. She's a pot smoker. I don't think that makes you have extra great lung capacity. I don't think it hurts, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it helps. So she's going to do that. So she. Um, and this is the first time, so she's kind of like, ooh, looking at her fingers and like <gasps> taking deep breaths. And it's like, and then you oh, see okay, the cool. face of this monster moving towards you. And then things get real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under <laughs> underwater, this thing has not taken any damage, correct? Zero. No, it has. I bit it. You, okay, you bit it. I bit it. Fair enough. Yeah, it took. Don't you dare forget about that bite, Russ. Don't you dare forget about that bite because I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. No, I'm not. This is a serious situation. I'm not going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to cast Blight on this dick. On its dick? No, on this dick. I don't know if it has a dick. I haven't seen all that much of it right now. Just a (laughs) lot of teeth and some tentacles and a tail, apparently. Uh, Okay, so necromantic energy washes over this creature of my choice. Um, As I put my hands out into the water, um, I say a little prayer to a god that I don't know. I don't think Thea is super religious, but she's just like, I've never cast a spell under the water. Let's see how this works. Um, And from her fingertips uh, come a black inky cloud uh, because normally it's like a black cloud that comes but it's a black yeah, you know when you're playing Mario Kart and someone mm-hmm. gets the little squid it's like to that. like fuck you up with the ink exactly yeah. it's just like that um, except cloudier and, and wraps itself around the squid and, or thing whatever it is and the target must make a constitution saving throw before it drains the moisture and vitality from one. it Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so the target takes 8d8 necrotic damage. 30. Okay, so it didn't 30. kill it. Good thing you rolled it. Well, I didn't think it would. It's taken, like, practically no damage, as you said, and this well, thing is all enormous. that bite damage, though. Blight connects with its flesh, and you see it, like, recede and turn black. Um, and it lets out this hideous scream that sends shock waves through the water. Um, above, you see like waves breach up and across the the top of the edge around the pool. Um, that's the end of your turn. Um, yes, because I turned myself into something and I did a spell. Okay, Mannix uh, swims. It's like propelled with it and towards you, Yenbol, and you two begin to scramble up. And as you reach the top of this ladder where Flint is standing, you see behind him one of these globes moving towards him. The intro song, Nowhere Land, is by Kevin MacLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, Cat Waterflame, and Stevie. To find out more how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Uh, Sorry, one second. My levels are just uh, unusual.
your bathroom design app is. Um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Russ is in AutoCAD quickly designing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, He's got HGTV up there for just some, you know, <laughs> little design tips. Something about shiplap. Sure, I don't yeah. know. It's oh, great. Fucking shiplap, yes. Always with the shiplap. <laughs> always with the shiplap. And Amy, you've always wanted to do the all musical episode, so. I have, yeah. I don't yeah. know how we'll make that work, but maybe we can get. Uh, we'll get there. The bombarded in to help us. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Maybe Patreon could pay for some singing lessons for me. It's a little pitchy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that Randy Jackson reference. <laughs> yes, no, I liked good. it. Very topical. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. Oh, that would be. I say, I say, I say, I do believe, boy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yo, Samity Sam. Well, it's more of a foghorn leghorn, but sure. Oh, yes, yes. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madame Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to shut me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth, he's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! <laughs> Kira! I can still see him! Ah! Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! (laughs) Magenta Presents.